Well, praise the Lord. If you really want next evening to go smooth, you can bring some dog treats. It'll make things a little bit better. Another good day to live for God. Appreciate this wonderful gift of Christmas, wonderful gift of a Savior that God gave us. And uh, let's focus on that today. We're going to sit, we're going to stand today, and uh, Brother Isaac's going to take up our regular tithes and offering. And we also have the Christmas for Christ envelopes down here. If you haven't already filled one out, or if you forgot about them, or you didn't know anything about them, you can go ahead and grab you one of those. They go from one to a hundred dollars, I believe. So <clears throat> pretty much whatever you got in your pocket, there's an envelope for it. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got another place for those. Uh, so uh, let's all, we're going to sing some songs today. We've got a little program, and I hope everybody enjoys it and uh, have a good time today living for God and uh, celebrating his birth. Brother Isaac, let's all give God thanks one more time, and we'll sing and start this service. Oh, we love you, God. Lord. I thank you for your goodness today, God. I thank you for everything you do for me, Lord God. Oh, I praise you, Lord, you mighty God. Bless this service, God, today. Bless our efforts, Lord God, today. Oh, we praise your wonderful name, Lord God. We invite you into this house today, God. Have your way in this service, Lord. Oh, yes, God.
today. We appreciate this family today. Amen. Wonderful family, some fine kids. I don't know how she gets them all ready and up here on time. She does it. They're all well-mannered and talented. Good kids right there. That's a good mom. We appreciate them. They're going to sing for us today and I'd, last year I narrated a little bit with some Bible verses. I'd like to do that again and uh, Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news and proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, and he has redeemed Jerusalem. That's what the birth of Christ has done. He's redeemed his people. Anybody who wants God today, anybody who wants Christ, they can have him. He's here. All you do is reach out and say, God, I want some of that. And he's a good God. We ask you to sing with these, sing with these children, this family, if you know it. There's some good kids right there. It's going to be great. God bless them.
Praise the Lord. That's what it's all about right there. That was great. That was great. Brother Erickson asked me to say a few things about my past Christmas and always struggle with stuff like that. And uh, you guys don't realize that uh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack most of the time when I'm up here, but, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, tradition of Christmas, I started thinking about Christmas past and Christmas traditions and I'm doing a little research and re you can go down so many rabbit holes of all these things. You know, they had two different calendars, you know, and then this Eastern, Eastern Church, they celebrate on this day. Western Church celebrates on that day. Didn't have a Christmas tree involved until brought over from Germany and then America didn't really do that for maybe a couple of years. Worldwide, it really didn't do that until like the 1850s when someone drew a picture of the Queen Elizabeth or something, you know, and just, just keep on finding different things to do with traditions and Christmas. And uh, I read this, read an article about the, uh, I guess, I, it was new to me, but there's a, there's a pickle ornament that you put on a tree and whoever finds it first gets a present or prize or something and I'd never heard about it but they said they think it came from someone getting a shipment of ornaments that were that were oddly shaped and they had to sell them anyway so they just come up with a campaign about a pickle ornament and people start buying them and you start thinking you know uh, why is he talking about why did brother Erickson tell him to say anything and uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make the point of traditions, and how they change, and how everything we do now isn't the way we did then, and everything we do in the future won't be the way we do now. And uh, you know, this world will talk about how they're going to pretty much get rid of Christmas to begin with, and and quit calling it this, and do it this way, and not do it this way, and going by history, that's probably going to happen. That may very well happen, and uh, can't control none of those things. There's certain things you can't control. You can't control none of those things. And I was talking to a sales or one of our sales rep at work, brings stuff that we order. She came in and brought some stuff, and she looks at me and goes, it just doesn't feel like Christmas this year. And I'm like, how come it doesn't feel like Christmas? She goes, it just doesn't. And then she started reminiscing about past mm -hmm. Christmas and talking about how her, her mother, 87-year-old mother, would always make this uh, Jello salad. And then she asked her if she was going to bring it, and she was telling her all the reasons why she couldn't. She goes, and all the reasons were reasons from six months ago. It's four ingredients. She's like, she can just put those together, can't she? And she couldn't do it. She didn't want to do it. And then she started talking about how her kids would all get together when they were young, and they'd make all these Christmas-shaped cookies and make buttercream icing and put sprinkles on there. So she started reminiscing about all these things in her past Christmases, and instead of those thoughts producing uh, a hope for this year's, an expectation for this year or for next year, it didn't. It produced some kind of a, you know, not depression, but just a, eh, just a down. It was, she was just down. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I had a bunch of sisters. Most of you guys know that. They were, I wouldn't call them mean, but, but they were older sisters and I was not a sister. And, uh, you know, we lived out in the country in Big Cabin. You know, you don't poor unless, you're not poor unless someone tells you you're poor. So I never felt poor. So we, I had everything I needed. But to say we had big 
big old get-togethers with a lot of stuff. No, that's, that's not the case. But I always look forward to this time of year because, for one, I was out of school for two weeks. We had a lot of snacks, leftovers, you know. I didn't have to eat a mayonnaise sandwich or something, you know. We had something. And then uh, we had brother-in-laws would come over, look forward to we'd have enough people to play a little bit game of basketball outside. So I associate, and most people do, associate recipes, toys, gifts, songs. You associate those things with Christmas, holidays. But what you're doing really is associating those things with people. So I'm associating, you know, the uncle who would only give socks or, or the, the person that would bring a fruitcake that nobody would eat. You know, you associate those people with the things that they brought or, or different things. And it makes you realize when I was a young kid, I was a kid. How many problems can I have? They might have seemed like problems, but there weren't any problems when I was a kid. Because you're a child, and you look at things different. Everything is just a matter of fact. It is what it is, and you're going to go about your business. You don't have no worries. You know, we have stresses and worries and problems, and when the holidays are over, we're going to have them still. What we have problems with now, we're going to have problems tomorrow. So all that being said, you don't need to be disappointed about this time of year. You don't need to be wrapped up in too many things that's going to let you down. And you don't need to put all your emphasis on certain things. You need to keep things a certain way, and it will all work out for you for the best because, because the celebration of Christ is what we're trying to do here. And by doing that, we bring people over to our house. We do all this stuff because that's what we do as humans. That's how we do it. But what we need to be doing is focusing on why we're here and when I say that, it's not just that same old thing to say it and say it over and over and over. Just to say, Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, that is true. But to truly say that we can give a gift, we can give a gift of joy to people. We don't have to have money. We don't have to have our problems solved. We don't have to have, we can give that joy of peace to people. When we go to their house and we have get-togethers, no matter what disappointments you have or whatever, you know, your aunt that brings a fruitcake is a fruitcake, not just bringing a fruitcake. It doesn't matter. You can bring joy and peace with you. You can bring uh, goodwill toward mankind with you. You can get up tomorrow morning before you open presents, have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about your situation, get all those good gifts that God has given you. That's why I came to this earth is to set people free of these things. And we can give those things back to people. So this year... If you're missing a tradition or, or that tradition was associated with a person and they're no longer around, you can start your own tradition. You can start your own tradition this year and you can make it a family thing. Amen. You can do those things. And, and it starts with Jesus Christ. It ends with Jesus Christ. So just keep that in mind today. And I hope, I hope I'm not out of line or hope I'm not going too far off the deal here. But, but God is for all of us. And we have great value to him. He died for every one of us. He wants us to have joy and peace in our life. That's why he done all this. He wants us to have this bond together and come together and celebrate. But we can come together and exalt him and really get that spirit of Christmas and 
things, the holiday will work out great. When I was little, it was about one thing. Now that I'm a grown man, I realize what it truly is about and how helpful that is to know that. So that's my little deal. It's over. It's over. We can go back to singing now. But God is good, and I, and I, I truly love him, and I truly know what Christmas is about now, and it means so much more to me than it did 30 years ago. And uh, he's just a good God. So guys would, uh, I don't know who's next. Sister Diane. Sister Diane, you hiding? Brother Scott's next. See, they got, so we got this little program, and if we, if we printed out programs and passed them out, we would have a bunch of X's in them today. <laughs> a bunch of lines drawn around. Brother Scott's going to play for us today, and uh, he's going to uh, play Oh Holy Night. Matthew 10 and 29 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And I don't know if they're going to have the words when he plays today, but if you would look up the words of that song, it's about the human condition and, and, and how drawing close to Jesus is what it's about. This song is about us drawing close to Jesus today. And, and uh, God bless God as he plays.
favorite songs of all time. Sister Diane, she prepares to sing today. Luke 2 and 15 says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. He just said all the things I was going to say. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love this song because of, because of that. Because, you know, you just got to, if you, I know you men won't know, but you women that have had babies, you know. You ponder about it your whole time you're carrying that baby. I know Mary did too. She had to. The angel told her who he was. And so, wow. It's just wow. So, uh, All of that. I mean, really. Okay. Hallelujah. my keys. The lame will leave, 
sound, one of my favorite songs. Uh, Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Praise the Lord. Let there be peace. 
Christmas memory they want to share with us today. Anybody? Here's your chance. You can inspire somebody today. No? All right. Brother Scott? Brother John said I had to introduce my own song this time. Uh, this is a repeat of what Sister Diane just sung. We're not in a competition. Uh, but one of the best friends I ever had in the world, he sang this better than anybody ever heard sing it. He left us a couple years ago. And I want to do this in the, in the honor of Bobby Gerald. You know, he didn't start off in this truth. He came to it after he was grown. He ended up pastoring two churches in Texas simultaneously. They're both still going strong. And you know what we do for God last? There's no telling how many people he impacted in his life. And uh, I hope he's up there finding us a place to fish. Because I'll be alone. <laughs> so pray I can keep it together and, and just do this in Bobby's honor.
Scott, going to do a great job playing that. I'm envious of people with talent like that. I don't want to put in the work. I just want the talent. That's why I play the radio. Well, at this time, the trio is going to sing a couple of songs for us and worship with them. We can stand and worship and clap and have a good old time. So worship with them. Seriously, worship with them. You sing with us. Shine upon us until the glory 
be praised one more time before we're seated today. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy. You all may be seated. Turn it over to the pastor at this time. And thank everybody that practiced and participated in today's deal. They put some work into that. Appreciate it all. Bless you. Well, praise the Lord, church. Wasn't that good? I'm so awed and inspired today. That good music, those beautiful songs, and uh, so thankful. I want to leave you with a thought today. If you allow me, uh, hopefully you won't think that I'm uh, overkill, but I want to turn to several places in Scripture. We have them here. I want to talk to you about a Savior revealed. Amen. Luke chapter 24, 15 and 16. This is not the Christmas story, but I want to start here. Um, the two on the road to Emmaus, uh, the Bible said, And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. Hmm. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And then Isaiah 9 and 6, we've sung and read all these things today already, but for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would anoint and bless your word. Lord, I pray that truly it would help us to see and perceive. Lord, I pray that you bless every person, every heart today. Lord Jesus, do a mighty work in this place. Let your spirit flow in this place. Let there be that anointing from God today. We ask these things. In the wonderful, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Launch you before you're seated. Lift up your hands and your hearts to the Lord. It's all about Him. Amen. Lord, we want to draw closer. Lord, we want to know you today. Oh, Lord, we want this thing to be understood today. Bless, we pray. Every word, every testimony, everything we've heard today, Lord, let it be all culminated together to bring us to this moment. Show us, reveal to us, Lord, all this precious truth we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. This is where I'm deciding on if I need glasses or not. I can see it. Now I can't see you. <clears throat> I did get my testing done this week and got a new set of glasses ordered. Praise the Lord. And that's part of my Christmas gift, I guess, to myself. Uh, it's going to be so nice to be able to have glasses on and have them work wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, I hope. For 51 years, Bob Eden's was blind. He couldn't see a thing. His world was a black cave with no beginning or ending. 
Only sounds and smells. Only what he touched and could feel. Never understanding completely what others said. What they shared about their descriptions of life. And then all of a sudden, one day, in one moment, he could see. He could see. A skilled surgeon performed a complicated operation. And for the first time, Bob had sight. Oh, what he wrote down and penned was so awesome and encouraging. He said it was just overwhelming to me. I never would have dreamed that yellow was so yellow. <laughs> Trying to come up with words to speak that would somehow define what he saw now, what he had been blind to for 51 years. And now, all of a sudden, things became so clear, so understandable, so visible now. He said, I don't, I don't have words to speak. I don't, I don't know what to say. He said, red, red, red is my favorite color now. I, I, I just can't believe it. It's so red. <laughs> well, he said, went on to say, I, I never could have dreamt the shape of the moon. I could have never realized the brightness of the sun. I love to now just lay in the grass and look up and watch the jet pass over as it leaves its vapor trail behind. I'm awed and amazed that God would allow me to have sight. The stars at night, the flashing lightning. To those of us who have always had our sight, we can't really know today how Bob feels and how wonderful his newfound blessing is for it's just been our way of life it's been the expected it's been there in our life from day to day decade after decade you know we can live next to something for a lifetime and never really know it somehow it never became a part of who I am of my perception, of my understanding. To look out over the surface of the ocean is remarkable, and to see the sunsets and the sunrises over the glimmer of water is, is incredible. And yet, to have never known, gone, and known and gone below the surface, to have ever seen the, the animals and, and all the plant life and, and the ebb and flow of the ocean and, and all the things that are pertaining therein, well, that person just doesn't have a true insight to all that should be explained concerning that great vast sea. Unless today our blindness is lifted, to many our world has become merely a cave, seemingly as dark and as dreary as Bob's was in his 51 years. Oh, we can see, we, we have our glasses, our eyesight is good, well, things are going on around us, we have the, the, the every day and uh, day ebb and flow of life, and, and we've got our job, we've got our family, we've got our automobile, we've got our house, just everything everybody else has, and we seem to just go through life with this satisfaction, knowing it's available if I ever wanted it. But only the Bobs 
the Bob Edens, who all of a sudden were awakened by a brightness of light, by a new awareness. They are the ones that truly enjoy facets of life that we who never had this need have just become satisfied to sit beside. We can live near a garden and never really examine one beautiful flower through its process, through its development, through its glandar. Oh, its beauty. You see, being honest today, being even religious this morning, or even being a moral individual, good person, doesn't guarantee that we will ever know the Savior. Those aren't the qualifications. Those aren't the things that the Word of God describes as beneficial. In the day that you seek for me with your whole heart, you shall find me. We can master a book. We can teach on it. We can speak about it. But if we've never known the author, there's a vast dimension of that that we have no concept or understanding until we finally meet the one who penned the words. A Savior who claimed to be older than time, to be greater than death, walked the shores of Galilee, and so many were numb, uncaring, unawakened, never realizing that the King of glory had come in, that a God who could open up their understanding, who could give them light, who was the divine surgeon, you might say today, who could give us something, all oh, that would transpose and, and make us different from that time forward. We could see, we may see or hear what others have said about him. We may hear descriptions and testimonies of others who have said they had this relationship with him. But until, the biblical principle is, until we as an individual find him, seek him, and want him, that I'm afraid this Christmas will only be like many of the past. We don't know him accidentally today. It won't be good works that I have done that will ever award me this presence of God. But Jesus said, if any man will open the door to me, I will come in unto him, and I will sup with him, and he will sup with me. Oh, my God has offered a relationship today that will transform and will make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Oh, you may have had the Holy Ghost for many years, and I thank you for seeking him and receiving that. But can I challenge you today? It's a fresh day. It's a new day. It's a new light for living. It's a new opportunity to, to examine and see all that he has done for us. I know 
<laughs> this is hilarious. Back when I worked for a company that we were uh, working for, Phillips Petroleum, that's what brought us to actually to, to Oklahoma from uh, the east. <laughs> You'll have to blame uh, my food management company. And it was a time when Bill Douse was, was um, the CEO of Phillips. And um, he, uh, this particular instance I'm talking about, he was getting ready to retire. And uh, so they were going to do a big bash. They had the gymnasium, full gymnasium, was just, we had uh, these incredible tables set up, square tables, and we built them up high. And, and we had all sorts of just hors d'oeuvres. I, I was buying, no joke, $45 lobsters. These were, these were five, six-pounders. And we were taking and using the lobsters and, and, and coating them with, with a glaze so that they would be uh, on, our, on our mirror plates so we could have all of our appetizers on it. And that was all my, part of my job of what I was doing. And I had, to, I, had to, I had to create four ice carvings that we were going to have on the four sides of that square table that we had in the gym for the, for the appetizers. And, um, and so I, Bill Doss was a big hunter, and so everything I did was hunting and fishing. I I did a quail uh, coming out of the wheat, flying. I, I did a pheasant. I, I did a bass. And um, I did something else, um, another bird coming out of cactus, out of the pan cactus. Uh, anyways, you wouldn't have known it was a bird, but it, that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> and, and so I, that was my job. I had to get everything ready and, and work on these things. And... And um, I knew what they were going to be. I could envision what that ice was going to look like. Oh, yes. Each one of those things took me, you know, four hours. <laughs> How to keep them in the freezer and everything right so that day we could put everything out. And oh, uh, and, and thankfully they turned out okay and people knew what they were and I was happy about that. <laughs> I was happy they knew it was a big mouth bass and not, and not a sunfish that was jumping out of the water. <laughs> I was happy that they knew a pheasant from a, from a, from a quail. <laughs> I was really happy about that. <laughs> but, but, but the creator has an understanding of what they are creating. They have a purpose for what they are creating. They have a plan. They, they already can envision what it's going to do, how it's going to impact. And my little world is nothing, but, but think of a God today who, who created all things by himself and for himself. That everything, the plan of God was to reveal in order that somehow he might come in and sup with you and you with him. Lay aside your controversy and your opinions. Forget about your accomplishments and your incredible knowledge and theology. Set aside your religious fervor and, and the years that you have gone to church for just a moment. And can I tell you, there's a God today who wants, who wants an even greater light to shine in your life. Not because you didn't have what you should before now. No, the light shines brighter and brighter until that day, the Bible said. We are growing in his presence. We are developing today in his image. We are not what I was 35, 40 years ago when I came to God. 
There he stands, desiring to know you, to come in unto you, to sup with you, to fellowship with you. Something happens, you see, when you, when you seek him. When you have that relationship that your world comes alive by an understanding of God in your life, Emmanuel, God with us. Something changes. All of a sudden, you become one of the addicted. <laughs> no one's going to ever change your mind again that there's a God and that he can touch you and that you can feel his presence and you can glory in his presence. Amen. No one's going to sway you. Amen. You are addicted. Oh, you're going to see this thing through all the way. Nothing can come against you. No devil in hell can scare you. Why? Because he has revealed himself to you. You become consumed. You are truly that wood consumed in the fire. You are willing. You are available. You are ready for God to burn brightly in your life. Your desire is unquenchable. To know him more and more is a quest for the rest of your life. Oh, let the divine surgeon open our eyes today. This Christmas, honoring the Lord and to say, yes, Lord, to your will and to your way. Psalms 119 and 2 simply says, blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. See, that's why Jesus couldn't let those two on the road to Emmaus know him. That's why Others came to the Lord, and he hid himself from them, the Bible said. Why? Not that he didn't love them, not that he didn't want the best for them, but there's only one way to come to God. There's only one right method. There's only one right way today. And so he came to reveal a Savior to us. Praise God. And so I want to close this morning with this thinking some found him. Thomas cried, my Lord and my God. Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene exclaimed, I have seen his glory. John, the revelator, declared, we have seen his glory. Peter said the best. He said, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. The two on the road to Emmaus said, did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke to us? Oh, my friend, I'm, I'm offering you today a way in. I'm offering you a way to realize it doesn't matter who what your lineage is. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter, amen, about anything of your past. It doesn't matter how many sins you had because now they're washed away. They're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something today. Oh, God wants you to know him. Here, oh, first John, John 1 said, And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh. Here it is. This is my Christmas story. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I'm closing with this thought. 
How many people in the Christmas story were never touched by that incident? We're wondering today, how, how could an innkeeper do this to Mary and Joseph? How? And that's the point I want to bring you to today. Pilate, Herod, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, all the many people who said, crucify him later. Then something was missing. And so let's talk about this innkeeper. When they came that night, he didn't have any room. It was a standard statement for an innkeeper. Sorry, we're full up. No vacancy. A pregnant young lady? They're a dime a dozen. A little too much of that going on here in my day. Who knows what he thought. Just another pregnant girl. Going to have to find somewhere else. Maybe there's an Airbnb nearby. Water off my back. No big deal. Taxes, well, everybody's got that dilemma. It's confusion in the land. Them calling taxes and for us to have to go back to our maiden land, our beginnings. You see, that's what the problem was, was that you and I would have never let that happen if we were the innkeeper. Jesus! Come in, Mary. We'll make room. I'll pay someone five times for them to leave. I'll have a room, I'll have a nice place, I'll, I'll, I'll do everything. Because we, why? Because we know the scriptures. We know the story. And the innkeeper didn't. He was clueless of the promise of the Messiah. He knew nothing about the coming of the Lord. He didn't understand what was about to go on. He didn't realize how important Bethlehem Judea was. He didn't know, oh, all these facets. And my friend, had he known that, he might have answered this whole dilemma in a different way. And that, my friend, is the issue of life. That's why we are talking to people and witnessing to them and talking to them. Somehow, we might open a door that they could know what the Word promises, what our God said He wanted to do. He wants to fill everybody with the Holy Ghost. He wants to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. He wants to fill your life with worth and value. And we are the people of the Word today. We are far greater than December 25th of any one year. We are the people who know and can put and connect the reality of the moment with the truth of the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. It is our privilege today to be Christians who know the promises of God. 
you won't seek for him with all your heart until you know his promises. There's no way you can give him your all. You, you might be motivated based on your circumstance. You might be in hot water, so you finally say, Jesus, if you're real, help me. But only those who realize that the word became flesh to fulfill, to complete, to bring about salvation, that anyone that would choose to could have life everlasting. That's the real power of the Christmas story. That's the power today is that our God has revealed himself that we can see a God who came and made himself flesh and dwelt among us. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Jews, religious, but to as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We stand in an awesome place today. I'm not saying we're anything. I'm not implying that we're better than anyone else. I'm not. I just want you to realize today that when you get all the ingredients, the word, the promises, the child, and you get them all into one heart, into one life, then the sky is the limit. And our God can do anything in your life. You have a problem today, it's okay. I can tell you this world is full of problems, but your problem isn't the end. Your problem really is just the beginning of something incredible. Don't chase God today because of your issues, your problems. Chase God today because you want to see the word fulfilled. Amen. And that light to come on, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. You have an incredible opportunity today to leave this place and to impact a world around you, not because we know everything, because we don't. Stuff I don't know, I'm going to have to look up if you ever ask me the wrong question. I'm going to have to search it out. I'm going to have to call somebody who knows more than I do. Oh, you see, it's not based on how much you know. It's based on you realizing that he, that baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, fulfilling all of those scriptures of old, was there in a position so that a Savior could be revealed. And people who were poor and people who had problems and people who had 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 five husbands and the guy she's with now is she's shacked up with. That she could ever see a savior who could say, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. He came so that we could know him today. I'm not implying today that you need another dose of the Holy Ghost, though it never hurts to get more. <laughs> right? My question is, my point is not to put you and say that you need to come down here and boo-hoo at the altar and tell us how bad you are. No, if you're human, you're bad. <laughs> but we have hope today because unto you a child is born. This day in the city of David. And I offer this church today hope. 
I offer this church today that the more you can know Jesus, the greater you are going to have freedom in your life to live it to its fullest. You cut him off, I'm sorry, but eventually, basically, you get cut off. But that's not what we're talking about. All the people of the, of the Bethlehem story, the, the birth of Christ, that were clueless of his promises, never saw the importance of the moment. And they were willing to shut it off because they had more important things to do. But today, I ask a church who does believe, not that today is the day or tomorrow even, uh, we, we just celebrate it, right? It's just something we picked up through tradition. <laughs> but, but I want to give the Lord honor today and say, I believe that I would have been one who would have said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing. Let's go see what the Lord is doing. Would you stand with me today? Ah, uh, wait. Sit back down. <clears throat> Just want to see if you're awake. <clears throat> Forgive me. We have one more singer here. Sister Susie is going to sing. And I asked her if she would, uh, not because I know what song she was going to sing, but I, I wanted someone to follow, kind of clean up the mess that I make. And so enjoy her songs as she sings unto the Lord right now. And then we'll and then we'll bring this to a close. Thank you. What a holy night. When the promise came to life, as the angel choir sings peace on earth, goodwill to all men. In the shepherd sky, the stars shine so bright, inviting all the world to see, born to us is Christ the King, Emmanuel, God with us, the hope for all the world. Come see the wonder, come see the King. Oh, what a wonder that He would come to me. Come see the wonder, come see the night divine when the praises rang on high a child in a manger born he's the savior born to die imagine love so deep that he came down just for me the sacrifice and pain endured for life abundantly Emmanuel God with us the hope for all my world come see the wonder come see the king oh what 
me He's wonderful He's glorious Oh what a wonder Oh what a wonder He's wonderful He's glorious Oh what a wonder Oh what a wonder He's marvelous Magnificent Oh, what a wonder, oh, what a wonder, he's marvelous, magnificent, oh, what a wonder, oh, what a wonder, come see the wonder, come see the king, oh, what a to me. Come see the wonder. Come see the King. Oh, what a wonder that He would come to me. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus, what a wonder you are. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. What a wonder you are Jesus, Jesus, Jesus What a wonder you are Jesus, Jesus, Jesus What a wonder you are Jesus, Jesus, Jesus What a wonder you are Oh, Jesus, what a wonder you are Oh, Jesus what a wonder you are. Oh, that's it. Let's praise him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, as we close this service, let us go forth on fire for you, excited for your kingdom. Lord, ready to share your word. Oh, we are the people of the word, people of the name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what the Savior brought. Amen. That was Him. He brought something today to help you, to help your neighbor, to help your loved ones. God bless you. Have a wonderful Christmas, church. So thankful for all of our guests and, and friends and loved ones. So glad to have each and every one of you. And um, this coming year, looking forward to 2024. Want to see growth, see the church grow. Amen. It'll be my focus. I hope it'll be yours. We want to see God do great things in Chelsea. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.